0: my friends and welcome back to another episode of the freedom formula for physicians podcast a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt slash your taxes and live a liberated lifestyle well as uh, we've gone around here in the last year we've had more investment talk and great financial planning talk and today is no exception Today, I want to give you a little bit of a rundown of a solo 401k, what is that? A SEP IRA, what the heck is that? And when they are appropriate, and when you should use them, when one might be better over another for you. So, let me um, first lay out for you kind of, the, the retirement plans. All right, there are two different types of retirement plans. There are defined contribution plans, and that umbrella, which is where we're focusing today, is 401ks, IRAs, uh, SEP IRAs, 457 deferred compensation plans, 403bs if you're working for a nonprofit. Most of these are all driven by employee contribution, as well as perhaps some employer contribution, but mostly on the employees, it is defined by the contribution. Whereas defined benefit plans, defined benefit plans being like a cash balance plan or a pension plan, those things are all under that umbrella. Those are primarily driven by the employer. Now, Today, we're talking about the solo 401k versus the SEP, both defined contribution plans. When might you want to think about these things? When should you be considering even whether either might be a good fit for you. I think there there are a few different circumstances. Number one, do you have any 1099 miscellaneous work, which would be like you're an independent contractor, maybe you're doing locums, maybe you are consulting, maybe you are a medical expert witness, maybe you have a side hustle or a side business, whether it's land flipping, or you have a few pieces of real estate, all of those things where you are working in a business where you are earning uh, money from the time that you work can all be great candidates for a solo 401k or SEP IRA. Now, Where you don't apply for these things, a solo 401k can only be done for someone that they are working by themselves, or it's a husband and wife team. Now, what I mean by that is that maybe you're an independent contractor and you have a business essentially, maybe it's not even titled, maybe it's just in your name as a sole proprietor that You have expenses you have revenue that run through that business but it's only the two of you now let's say that maybe you have an employee or two maybe you have a kid as an employee that you're paying w2 wages to or you have an intern that you're paying w2 wages to now you are no longer eligible for the solo 401k so that can eliminate it when you have employees instead you could do a traditional 401k with a third-party administrator. So you can still do the 401k world, but for today's podcast, we're, we're focusing on a solo 401k. Now, a SEP IRA, in comparison, there is no limit on... Employees, You can have employees that participate in the plan. So it doesn't matter if your kid is an employee or not. Now, just to take a step back for a moment, the reason we're, we're participating in these things is because we are looking for making a contribution into a plan to get a tax deduction now, or put away money that's gonna be tax-deferred, because you could do a Roth solo 401 k for example. So it doesn't have to be pre-tax money, it could be after-tax money that comes out completely tax-free in retirement. And so you are a good fit for one of these plans. Again, to reiterate, you have 1099 income, you have your own business. Solo 401k, not a good fit if you have employees. SEP IRA could be good in either situation. Now, let's take the example of someone who is a medical expert witness they get hired by lawyers, they get paid 1099. And they have a business which has income and revenue, but they are the only employee, maybe the wife helps out a little bit or something like that. So in this scenario, one of the questions we want to ask ourselves is how are they structured? Are they a subchapter S corporation? Or are they a independent contractor? Or a Uh, LLC, that's a member-only LLC. And so these differences become really important in knowing which of these two plans are best for you. Let's say, for example, you have a um, $100,000 income year. All right, let's talk about that. $100,000 income from your business. Let's say you're a sole proprietor in this particular case. So as a sole proprietor in a solo 401k, you can put away some money that is um, employee salary deferral, if you will. You may not exactly have a salary, but it still counts. So if you're, you're, you're a sole proprietor, you could put away this year, the number is, I believe, $22,000. if you are under 50 or if you are over 50, 50 or over, it's an additional 7,500. So 30,000 bucks could be salary deferral. All right. Plus with the solo 401k, you could do an additional 25% of those profits or your W-2 wages, if you're paying yourself W-2. So you could put sock away pretty stinking quickly, $55,000 if you're over 50 years old, or you could put away $47,500 if you are under 50. Let's take a look at another example. What if you have a Subchapter S corporation? and being a medical expert witness is the only thing you do. But you don't wanna work too hard, so maybe you have the same uh, profits of 100,000, but of those $100,000 profits, you pay yourself a W-2 wage of 30,000 bucks. Now, the Solo 401k, you could still do $30,000, plus you could do 25% of your W-2 wages. 7,500 bucks. So it's a total of 37,500. All right. So you can see the difference between a sole proprietor and an S Corp is a big difference here. A total of maybe 10 to $18,000 difference between whether you're an S Corp or sole proprietor. And now a commercial break. Well, my friends, you have probably heard, I am now a completely independent financial advisor. And and as the time that uh, I I am recording this, the stock market is down. Now there's a lot of question in terms of where is the market going? Where should I be investing my money? There's no better time than now to get a review of your portfolio and make sure that you are set up properly. As a matter of fact, tax season is around the corner too. Maybe you're looking for some tax tax strategies and hints and you want someone to talk it over with besides your CPA. Feel free to give my assistant Kyla a call at 612-284-2409 to set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Again, call 612-284-209 to set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. And now back to the show. A SEP IRA, in that same example, sole proprietor, $100,000, the most you could put in a SEP is 25% of your profits, which is like the solo 401k. So the most you could put in is 25 grand. In this particular example of 100k profits, it makes far more sense to use the solo 401k over the... the, uh, SEP IRA. But let's look at a different example. Let's um, say that your your profits are 300,000 now. All right. There is a defined contribution limit in the year. So If your 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 total profits are three hundred thousand dollars, the limit that you can do in a defined contribution plan is sixty six grand between employer and employee. That's the most you could do. So three hundred thousand times twenty five percent gives us seventy five grand. However, there's that cap of sixty six. So even though 25% of 300 grand is 75, you hit that $66,000 limit. So it doesn't matter whether you do SEP IRA or 401k at the $300,000 profit level as a sole proprietor. It's the same. If you pay yourself a W-2 wage of $150,000 of those same profits, and you have a subchapter S corporation, where you pay yourself a wage and the rest is passed through. So $150,000, let's say you're over 50, that's 30 grand plus 25% of $150,000 is 37,500. Again here, hypothetically you could do 67,500 bucks, but you have a cap of 66 grand. So It doesn't matter SEP IRA or 401k. If you're paying yourself a W-2 wage of $150,000 or higher and your profits, let's say, are $275,000 or higher, it doesn't matter from a retirement plan perspective. Under 150,000 bucks, it does matter. It absolutely does matter. Or if you have profits of $250,000 or less, it does matter which one you choose, the solo 401k is better all the way up to $250,000, unless you have employees. Now you can't do the solo 401k anymore. So that's not a possibility. What do you do now? Well, let's say, let's talk about your situation. Let's say you have a small practice and you are paying yourself W-2 wages of $150,000, you have employee that's running the front desk for you, maybe they're earning 60 grand, maybe you have a nurse in your office, they're making 75 grand, and um, that's, that's you and your staff. Well, let's say that our nurse has been working with us for three years or longer, Let's say receptionist has only been working for us for a year. With a SEP IRA, you can set limits as to when people can contribute. So you could make it someone's had to be with you three out of the last five years. If that's the case, three out of the last five years, then um, I would recommend that um, we need to crunch some numbers on this. So our $60,000 receptionist been with us one year, she's not eligible for the SEP. Of course you are. And you could do up to 25%, but whatever you do for yourself, you have to do for any employees that are with you three years or longer, if that's how you set up the plan. So if you do 20% for yourself, let's just say, because you could do 5%, you could do 10%, you could do 15%, you could do 20%, you could do 25% max, that's 30 grand for you. And then you have to do 15K for your nurse that's earning $75,000 and been with you three years. Well, what if your nurse has only been with you two? Well, now you don't have to do $15,000 for her. And you could just do $30,000 for yourself in the SEP IRA. So that can be a great case for it. Now, if you have a receptionist that you've been with you four years, you have a nurse that's been with you five, now everybody is above that and whatever percentage you do for yourself, you have to do for them. So you're more beneficial in that particular example to um, pr- consider having a 401k traditional, not a solo, but a traditional one rather than a SEP, because you could do a salary deferral in the 401 of 22,500 or 30,000 depending upon your age. Plus, you do a match safe harbor, let's say four percent or five percent or six percent. So now you can sock away 30 grand like you could in the SEP plus um, you have the match, which that's the only requirement you're going to have for employees. Plus you could do profit sharing of up to 25% on top of that, but it is optional. Solo 401k, free to administer in most cases. SEP IRA, free to administer in most cases. Traditional 401k might cost you $1,500, $2,000, 2500 $3,000, depending upon the number of employees you have working for you. So my friends, there are my thoughts on SEP IRA versus solo 401k. Everyone's situation is different. You really have to think about what are my number of employees? How much am I paying them? How much am I making? How much am I paying myself? And we have to mix and match to figure out what is best for you. Of course, there are other options we've talked about before, like a cash balance plan. You could add on something like a 457 deferred compensation plan. You might have to deal with things like top-heavy testing. If you're dealing with a bunch of employees or even two or three employees, you have to get now top-heavy testing by the IRS rules. And so my friends, Your situation is unique. Your situation is different. If you want help, if you want guidance, I would love to hear from you and hear um, about your situation and strategize together on what might work best for you. Feel free to give me a holler with any questions. Best way to reach me is via email, dave at david.com. Deniston.com. That's D-A-V-I-D-D-E-N-N-I-S-T-O-N.com. Thank you so much. Bless you and reach out anytime. And this wraps up my friends, another episode for the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. Remember, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes and live a liberated lifestyle way thank you my friends so much for listening to the last podcast i am pleased to announce that i am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant, and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30 minute for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our form ADV part two brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov. By searching for our firm name, or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction which we are not appropriately registered with a student registration. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.DavidDeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.